Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up? Yeah, for the 30th time in a row. (laughs) um, I am holding up fairly well, actually. Hey, look at that. It It is a surprisingly pretty good week. Had a couple days of being miserable, but Mm. ultimately it came down to, I'm feeling better lately. That's wonderful. It's a nice up, it's a nice upswing, which is great. And what would, what's the difference that you feel mainly in terms of like feeling better? Because before you, you couldn't even put your finger on exactly what it was. You just knew it was wrong. (laughs) Um, well, I would say... Well, it's it's very much ties into our episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a therapist on Wednesday last week. Yes, you did. Yes, at the end. And uh, but uh, we'll get into that in a minute, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. How are you holding up? <laughs> um, I'm doing mediocre. Okay. So I'm not bad, but I am not really happy, which is always a bummer because I was really happy for a little while there, and then mm-hmm. it all went away. Um, having some trouble at home, mm-hmm. um, and that seems to kind of bleed into other things, you know, and whenever there's financial worries in your mind and worries with people that you live with and having to have big, scary conversations that make you have knots in your stomach, it's just like, it just kind of bleeds into other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. I am trying to learn how to practice emotional boundaries. (laughs) Yay! Um, I have not been able to go to my therapist for a while. Uh, My insurance magically did not renew this year, and I have been fighting Covered California and Blue Shield. Um, So trying to figure out that whole situation. So I can't go back to therapy because I miss it a lot. And that is fucking shitty. Yeah, so I'm not, like, super great. Yeah, which... Um, But it is what it is. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna help you figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. Um, so as for this week's episode, if you yes. were unaware or didn't read the title of it, it could be a possibility. We are doing finding a professional because um, there's going to come a time potentially in your life where maybe you're not feeling your best and you don't feel like you know the steps that you're taking for yourself are really making enough steps or you're not making enough strides or maybe you feel stagnant or you just want to talk to somebody. Yeah. The feeling also of your maybe family and friends not being able to help you Mm -hmm. and not being able to help yourself. Like you just can't get out of whatever you're dealing with. So you decide, screw it. I'm going to get some ice cream and then I'm going to find a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... You know, everybody has a different point where they decide that they need a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it happens just because you're having a big life event, and I think that's usually the case. But for you, what made you decide to get a therapist? It was actually um, a number of factors. One, I had had a therapist before about a year or so ago, a year and a half or so, mm-hmm. and it just kind of ended, and I felt kind of shitty about that. Um, and so, but I didn't feel like I was, I was ready possibly at the time. So Mm. I, I just, I just felt like I was doing nothing to kind of help it. So I found, uh, I found myself in a situation where I'm not doing anything to help myself. 
I need somebody to help me help myself. So I went and uh, found a guy who matches my personality well. And the uh, first session was pretty good. So we're going to get to all these things, trust me. Um, but for starting off... We're going to talk about the difference between a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist, and a social worker. Very briefly, yeah, just to give you kind of a feel for it. Yeah, if you want just the basic lowdown, a psychiatrist has a medical degree. A psychologist has a PhD or a PsyD. A therapist has at least a master's, and a social worker usually also has a master's. Um, these are all different avenues of finding some form of therapy, but the main big differences are, like, just the ability to prescribe medicine mm -hmm. or do various forms of therapy and treatment. Yeah, so a therapist, so just, a ma like, masters, they cannot get you medication. If you need to get something for depression, anxiety... ADD, they can't prescribe you anything. They usually do work in conjunction with um, a psychiatrist. Or a medical doctor. Or a doctor. A um, practitioner and can, can also. Yeah, they can get you recommendations. But mm. um, my therapist was able, though, to do all the paperwork necessary for my uh, dog to become an emotional support animal. Mm -hmm, which is great. Which is great. So it was actually, because, you know, some people just go online and get somebody's online to sign it for them and it's print out but i actually had like special paperwork drawn up and i had gone through um some stuff yeah and they also to... were trained to do the uh the rapid eye movement therapy well my therapist specifically yes yeah. so there's different kinds of therapy also mm -hmm. um and you can decide what's right for you and this can be overwhelming when you're first trying and yes. so it took me a long time but i actually had a therapist say hey i recommend you you and I don't see each other anymore, but I think you should go see this other therapist. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the new therapist, the one that I have been with now for three years, I think, four years. And she's lovely. And she is trained in EMDR. Mm -hmm. And that really changed my life. Um, yeah. We can do an episode on oh, yeah. types of therapy another time. Absolutely, yeah. But it is good to know that typically when you go and see a psychologist... For example, they have two different types of degrees that they can have. A PhD, which is a doctorate in the philosophy of psychology, or a PsyD, which is a doctorate of psychology. Usually, a doctorate of psychology is going to be a therapist uh, psychologist, whereas mm -hmm. a PhD, they typically are going more into research and whatnot. Does not mean that it's all the time, but it is something to just kind of be aware of when you're seeing a whole bunch of letters being thrown at you as you're yeah. like searching through therapist after therapist there are a lot of things that just kind of can be like confusing or yes. just you get lost in the weeds for sure so which what there uh, do you have a therapist or do you so have a... i have a therapist okay. um i actually specifically found a um like a marriage and family therapist mm -hmm. one who's like he he specializes in cognitive behavioral therapy Okay. Which is usually um, kind of my bag in mm -hmm. terms of like reprogramming your thoughts. Again, whole episode just on types of therapy that we will go through. Um, social workers are a little bit of the outlier, though, I feel, because I've known people who've seen social workers. And um, social workers typically are a little more attuned 
with uh, the people that they see. They like, they, they get to know your life. They understand, you know, they're, they're social working. social workers, most people think of them as somebody who comes in and helps kids get out of bad situations. Exactly, yeah. So there there is a, de- a, a an interesting degree of, like, the workload that they get versus, say, uh, a therapist or a psychologist. And, of course, if any of this knowledge is is an error or you, you have any corrections or anything, please let us know. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make amends, but we're, yeah, we did our research, but we're not professionals yeah. and we don't know everything. I yeah. know it's shocking. Yeah. So, um, like we said, there are different types of therapy and you never know which one will be best for you. Uh, and yeah, no, obviously no therapist is uh, made infallible, infallible. I've, I've gone to many and, you know, it could be the smallest thing, and it. And I also noticed that um, degree for me didn't matter, like masters versus no. PhD. Um, it it didn't really matter. I've gone to a, I think I went to a psychologist, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. one time, and um, they talked to me for about five minutes, prescribed me medication, and then I walked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the psychiatrist like didn't even. He just didn't. Psychiatrists often get a bad rap for that kind of pill pushing aspect of things. Yeah. Because a lot of times the psychiatrist may have the training of a psychologist, but they don't have the time. Yeah. Because they are. Yeah, they are medical doctors. So, as a result, it kind of becomes just a, what's wrong with you? You have these symptoms? Here you go. Prozac. Yeah. We'll start with Prozac. Then we'll move you to Lexapro. Then we'll move you to whatever the fuck. Yeah. So. And then I've had therapists who, uh, for me, it went from, oh, we're warm and we're talking about your emotional feelings. And then suddenly, oh, hour's up. Okay, so uh, I'll take a check. Yep. And it's just like suddenly they switch from their professional warm connecting with you to professional money time. Mm-hmm. And I found that I'm very sensitive and that would really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I also had a therapist who one time, um, I, I was just trying to make conversation and be polite. I'd been talking to her for an hour. I'd been going to her for a few months. And I was like, oh, so are you married? And she was like, well, I don't talk about my personal life to my patients. And it was so cold and mm. it made me so upset that I just stopped talking. And she's like, well, what's wrong? There's a shift. And I said, that nothing's wrong. And I got up and I stormed out. My feelings were hurt. Yeah. So it's just like, it's the simplest things in finding one that works with you. It is kind of a very important thing to also remember is in this kind of therapy relationship, you absolutely, without a doubt, have the right to walk away. If they are yes. not working for you. Yes. If you find yourself in a situation where you're talking with somebody and they say something mm-hmm. that doesn't jive with you, mm-hmm. you have every right to either say, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have to say anything. You just don't come back. You go find someone else. And you can usually have a consultation where it doesn't cost you anything. You can talk to them on the phone mm-hmm. or like email. So you can get kind of a feel for them before you even go and see them. Yeah. Um, I had a phone call before I went in and saw uh, my therapist. And yes, because real talk, they can screw you up. If yep. you go to the wrong therapist for you mm-hmm. um, or they're just not, I don't know, they're just not a good therapist because that, that is a thing. There can be bad therapists out there. They can really mess you up. So you do have to be careful and you do need to be aware, like look. Read into what makes a good therapist. Figure out kind of what you think might work for you. And if this is the first time you've ever done this, that can be overwhelming. Yeah. And it can feel like, I'm just not even going to do this. This is just too much. But it's worth taking the time for yourself. Remember, this is for yourself. This isn't for anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's worth just putting a little bit extra time and kind of 
figuring that out. And also you can go to a therapist for a few weeks yeah, and just be like, this is doing not really anything for me. Like, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but it isn't good. It's like any relationship. It's like a romantic relationship, you know, it can, <laughs> it can if it's not doing it for you, then just Walk go. So, so now we're getting into the nitty gritty details of this, which is going to be the hardest part of therapy, mm-hmm. finding a therapist. Yes. Depending on your insurance too. Obviously. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're going to get into that too, because, um, what I just went through, I took about, I want to say three weeks mm-hmm. of digging through various sources to just find a single therapist that I liked. So tell us a little bit about the process for so, you, like how it started. And... So first things first, there are the sources that you have for finding a therapist. There are a lot. There are a lot of online sources. Um, the two that I used the most were Psychology Today, which is also a magazine. It's kind of a popular science version of, you know, mental health magazine. They have a huge... Uh, listing of all the various uh, psychologists, therapists, social workers, you name it. You can use their search system. They have filters where you can have, I want a therapist in this proximity to me. I want them to be male, female, Mm -hmm. non-binary. I want them to be, you know, uh, I want them to specialize in this. Mm. I would like to find uh, evening appointments. I would like to find weekend appointments. And you can have it all filtered down to the base level of here is a person or a group of people that work for what you're looking for. Now, the problem that I had with Psychology Today, I also had with the other website, goodtherapy.org. These are both very good resources for finding a whole bunch of therapists, but the problem comes when you go through insurance. Uh. And yeah, this is going to be the hardest part uh, if you have insurance, legally, it is mandated that you need to, it needs to cover mental health. Mm-hmm. It, it, that was, that was part of the big old thing. You need, it covers mental health. So in both psychology today and goodtherapy.org, they can tell you what insurances these therapists cover. However, this is the, this is the big, but that comes with it. It may not always be up to date. So you may find a therapist that you absolutely love. You love their story. You love how they do. They, they cover the therapies that you want to do. They're in a location that's prime. They do, you know, whatever time frame you want. They don't take your insurance. And they cost 95 bucks to, you know, 150 a session. Yeah, you need to call before you go in. Um, I made a mistake one time where I didn't call and I just showed up. And, you know, you're doing the paperwork. And that's like, by the way, we don't take this, this, and this insurance. And it's just like, shit, I made like, I took all this time to drive here, 30 minutes and I showed up and then I can't even fucking do it. Well, it's better than if you'd have gone in and then afterwards they would have been like, oh, we don't take your insurance. That'll be $200, please. Yeah. So that is a thing that can happen. So this is what's recommended to me by a friend of mine who actually works in health insurance. Call the therapist first, Mm -hmm. ask them, you know, get, get your little consultation, ask them if they take this insurance. Then immediately afterwards, call your insurance provider, Mm -hmm. talk to someone there, ask them, hey, is this doctor going to be covered by my insurance? Get the name of the person you talk to and a call reference number. Those are the things you need because 
insurance companies, guaranteed, sometimes don't know what the hell they're doing. And your name can get lost, or their coverage can get screwed up, and you have to have proof. Another thing to think about is you can call your the therapist, and if it's found that you can't use your therap- uh, insurance with them, ask if there's something that you can work out with them. Yeah. Some A lot of therapists will work a cash deal out with you, mm-hmm. um, and that's my... I might have to do that with mine because I don't think I can get an insurance that will cover her. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, or route. Uh, yeah, uh, most of the time therapists also have what's called a, uh, a sliding scale where you can really just kind of go, hey, this is how much I earn in a month. What can we do that would be reasonable for seeing you say once a week? And that will be exactly basically what Lindsay's talking about where it's a cash deal or it'll be some other form of compensation that you can kind of work out with them. It is out there, whether you have insurance or not, um, there is, there are absolutely avenues that you can go through to getting the mental health that you want and need. So what happens when you do find someone that you like, your insurance jives with them, you talk to them on the phone, you like them. What next? You make an appointment. Should seem obvious, but this is the thing. You make your appointment, say, for, you know, middle of the week. Your first session is going to be more of an evaluation of you and of the therapist themselves. Yeah, think of it like a first date, Mm -hmm. you know. I did a lot of paperwork. I think it was a lot of, like, um, circling how you feel, about this thing, or every day I feel anxiety um, on a scale one to five, how true is a statement, that kind of stuff. And actually, I find those kind of things really interesting, and I kind of enjoy, and there's questions you've never really even thought about, and you're like, wow, I, I really do think this way or feel this way every day, and I didn't realize this was a thing that therapists look for or whatever. It's just, it's it's interesting to look at yourself um, on paper when looking at these sort of yeah assessments basically but also there's there is talking i mean my i've had therapists where i didn't do any paperwork and i sat down we just talked (laughs) i i had my first session last wednesday and uh let me think did a lot of paperwork did a lot of talking um it was a it was a healthy mix of paperwork while talking yes that's i think that's probably the best what was there anything that you were surprised about the one thing yeah um that really kind of threw me was uh, he had the first bit of, like, you know, the general kind mm-hmm. of, like, uh, insurance information, uh, non-disclosure, or not, in, not non-disclosure agreement, uh, private confident, uh, pers- oh my god, I can't talk. Confidentiality. The confidentiality agreement, yeah. because you do have patient confidentiality. They can't talk about what you talk about to anybody, uh, unless you threaten to hurt yourself or others, then it's yes. kind of a, that's that's a big thing. Um, but one of the things that he had on, uh, on the clipboard was a goals sheet, which I had never seen before. And I really liked, it was things like, what are thoughts you have that you wish you didn't have? What are thoughts you don't have that you wish you had? Um, what is something about you that, you, you know, physically that you, that you 
like what's something physically you don't like yeah you know, things like that where it was it was very much me kind of going i need to really actually sit and think about this and it took me like 15 minutes on that one piece of paper alone with six or eight questions on it um and then afterwards gave him all the papers and we talked he he did a sort of informal evaluation for this first session which was great I found it very, very much not like just going down the check sheet because he would like, he would ask me a question. I would tell him, you know, how many times a week do I feel depressed? And I was like, about five to seven kind of verges. And he was like, okay, so it's it's pretty constant. Um, of those of those times, do you, you have like a time frame that it usually happens? Yeah. Morning, evening, afternoon, you know. We went through everything, and then he would kind of give me a little bit of a insight. It was very, uh, very important for me, where I was like, I really like that you're telling me your thought process as you're going on. He was like, you don't have manic episodes. You have kind of, you, you do have, uh, you know, a depressive episodes. So, so you're not bipolar. Um, he would go, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you definitely don't have this, 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 and this. And I was like, cool. And he's like... So what, uh, at the end of the session, this evaluation session, uh, he gave me a diagnosis. What he thinks at this point um, is going on with me, which he classified as dysthemia, yeah. which is a kind of like constant low-grade to moderate depression, usually lasts for... Um, unspecified amount unspecified of time. Unspecified amount of time, yeah. yeah. But it's it, it starts off at at least... Like if you've experienced it for two years, yeah, that's the that's the baseline grade. Um, in the DSM, it was like thirty four point one or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, DSM gonna get an episode in and of itself. Also, <laughs> um, so that was my first session. Uh, was just a lot of like evaluation, talking about what I feel like is going on, and what my goals are for going to therapy. So once you got a diagnosis, did you feel like that was accurate? Did you feel like it was too soon for him to give you a diagnosis? No, actually, it felt 100% accurate because yeah. not only did he give me the diagnosis, he also told me the reasons why he felt that way. And I, w and I just sat there and went, that sounds pretty, pretty good, honestly. Did you, was it relieving or did you feel like it was more of a burden to have a diagnosis? Or none of the above? <laughs> That's what I've kind of, honestly, that's what I've been thinking about since Wednesday yeah. is, am I glad to know? Yeah. Or was I better off in the dark? And frankly, for me at least, I'm glad I know. Yeah. I hate not knowing. Not understanding I, I, what's I, going on. Yes. The, the, the concept to me of ignorance is bliss has never once been a factor in my life. Yes. <laughs> I have never once been thankful for being ignorant. I've been like, oh... Oh, God, why didn't I know this sooner? Yes. Uh, which has always been more of a a factor for me. And, and one of the reasons why I clicked so well with this therapist, I feel. That's so cool that you yeah. clicked with him. I think that's amazing. And I'm really glad that you decided to get therapy. You and me both. Because I've seen a lot of ups and downs. We've discussed medications and what works and what doesn't. And so being, I'm, I think it'll be fun for you guys mm -hmm. and for me to see the growth that you have and I know for me, in the beginning of having therapy, it um, you'll go through some stages of real anger mm -hmm. and real sadness as you start to uncover stuff about yourself or realizations. 
Um, but did he talk about the work that he's going to expect you to do it, while in therapy? Like not yet. Okay. The, the this first session was definitely more the evaluation. The second one, he said he might go further into an evaluation, mm-hmm. like for just kind of like really sure. really specifying in terms of like a, a few more things that he didn't get to ask me about. Um, but he did like very clearly say that yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna work on this. It's gonna take a while. There's no you know there's no magic pill. There's no there's nothing I can give you that'll make you feel better imme- immediately. But if you're willing to put in the work, and you know if there are weeks that you don't want to come, just let me know. That's something I think some people don't really think about. I could be wrong. Is the Ability to take some time off of therapy, but also keep going to therapy even if you feel like nothing is working. And I know earlier I said that, oh, if it's not working, you know, leave. But I've gone to the same therapist for a few years now, and there are months where we don't have any magical breakthroughs, where nothing really bad happened to me or my mood is just fine, but I still go because that way she can see what I'm like when everything is just okay or good things are happening and it's normal. And so she can really be able to gather all this information about me as a person, how my mind works. So when I do have a huge issue or I do have a huge heartbreak, she can help me through it. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, so the diagnosis. So following up. Following up with your therapist is something that is going to be kind of important. Um, one of the things that my therapist was recommending and I think is a good note in general, bring... Uh, a notepad, mm-hmm. bring a book, bring something that you can write stuff down during your sessions mm-hmm. because there will be things that you will say or they will say and you'll want to remember mm-hmm. and you guaranteed will not remember. I use uh, my notepad in my phone. Yeah, notepad in your phone. Anything like that. Um, the only reason why I'm I'm not a huge fan of like writing notes down on my phone is like I know I have a chance of getting distracted. <laughs> And there's a very high probability of me personally mm-hmm. of getting distracted. I think when I'm in my therapy, like I'm talking to her and she's like, says something and I think, oh, I need to write that down. And I just quickly put it and then I put it back down because yeah. I'm talking to this person mm-hmm. and paying for her time. Yes, that's a very good <laughs> point. So yeah, no, I've got a, I, 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 my writing is garbage. So I'm definitely considering just like bringing like, um, like a tablet or something mm-hmm. that is only got a note writing app on it yeah. or something where I'm like, I'm not going to allow myself to be distracted. Here we go. Boop, boop, boop. Also, keep in mind, every therapist will have different expectations of what work you do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and know that even though they can do a lot of work for you and, and help you a lot, you've got to do stuff when you go home. Like, yes. you'll do writing, you'll do reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends, you know, sometimes take assessments here and there just to see how you're doing. You've got to do the work it's for yourself yeah the therapist is there to help you organize your thoughts they're there to help you process and to learn about yourself but they're not living your life guys they're not making decisions for you that's all you that's all all you can do hopefully they'll facilitate that healthy healing happiness yes (laughs) that would be the ideal yes so uh that's it for our for episode i think yeah um 
as for us, uh, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast. Listen, uh, like the Facebook page. God, I can't talk today at all. <laughs> if you, if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouallholdingup.com. We love getting your messages. We absolutely do. Also, special announcement. Today, as of this recording, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash howareyouholdingup. It is the official How Are You Holding Up subreddit. I'll be posting the episode uh, on there. Lindsay and I are both going to be moderators. Yes. Uh, so if you guys want to discuss the episodes, if you want to make posts about mental health-related things, uh, anything, if you want to just like put a little like rant of your own on there, it's there for you. Literally anything. Or even if you want to write, if uh, you're doing well right now and you want to write a motivational post for somebody yes. else who's going through something. Literally anything. It's just a warm, happy, safe place for all of our listeners to write. That is absolutely right. So use it. Reddit. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll have it in the notes below so you can be linked to it. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just, just get, get over it. it. <laughs>